this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. <laughs> yeah! Gladiators, gladiators. I'm so excited. We're so excited to be back. You know, we had our preview show last week, but now we are here for season two, episode one. Bing is for doing, and we are definitely doing it up tonight. Um, And, you know, I know Sophia wants us all to describe in one word how we're feeling. So, Sophia, how are you feeling? Unanswered. Finally. Um... And I still don't know, but <laughs> I do know that I'm your host, Emil Innes Jr., and I'm joined here with my three amazing co-hosts. I want everybody to introduce themselves. I'm Sophia Stanley. I'm Bam Erickson. I'm Cornelia Stradwick. And uh, yeah, we're your Scandal Crew, ready for an exciting season of 13 episodes this time, and hopefully more later on. But it's great that we know we have so much coming. Um, before we do anything else, first of all, this episode was titled White Hats Off. And we want you guys to remember to go to iTunes. And, you know, it's really important that you go to iTunes for numerous reasons. First of all, um, I know we have a lot of YouTube fans, but iTunes is important as far as helping us move up in the rankings and helping us overall get noticed. And, you know, we really love to interact with you guys on iTunes. So what we want you to do is make sure you go to iTunes, After Buzz TV, search for Scandal, subscribe, rate, comment and share it's so important that you share we get so many people who say how much they love us on twitter and all this stuff but guys you have to share with other people so they can find us and love us too because we love the loving from our our fans and um 
it will help us out a lot. And also, you know, we have this little giveaway we're doing um, that we told you guys about last week, and it has signatures from Kerry Washington, Katie Lowe's, and um, Guillermo Diaz. And we're giving this away, and we still haven't figured out quite how we're giving it away, but just know we need you guys to engage with us on iTunes, YouTube, and social media and whatnot. So get ready for that. But without further ado, let's get into another scandalous episode of Scandal. And we want to start with uh, the congressman, Congressman Shaw. Um, Well, first of all, he was dreamy. (laughs) I just had to say that. But um, he was very dreamy. And And I think that, again, the way that the pace of the show is, it started off in Scandal pace almost immediately and I think that the scene in his office showed even how they played off of one another because they were almost finishing each other's sentences even in the way that Harrison said to Huck use your words like Huck was going a mile a minute with all of this technical jargon and he was like dude you know we don't speak techie Um, but I think that it showed that regardless of what they've been doing in the time that we haven't seen them life obviously still had to go on because the cliffhanger left us on a cliff for lack of a better word but obviously Obviously, they're still doing what they do, which is fix problems, fix scandals. And the funny thing that I really enjoyed about this was when they got invited to Rhode Island um, and they found out about the transmitter and everything, Olivia was asking, you know, what do you have to worry about? And he was like, oh, no, I haven't broken the law and done this. She's like, okay, but you would have gone to the police or authorities instead of coming to me if you didn't have some type of scandal. But he's in D.C., just FYI. He's not in oh, Rhode he's Island. A- he's just the congressman uh, from, from Rhode, Rhode Island, Island. Okay. but he's actually in D.C. But... You get what I'm saying, though, as yeah. far as the, yeah, what's up? And she said, you know, um, he's like, I didn't break the law. She said, if you didn't break the law, then what did you do? Because right. clearly you did something because you're coming to me and you need your and we and you and you need our help. Because Olivia Pope's yeah. a fixer. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't as bad as you would have thought. Like when they called her, I thought, okay, somebody <laughs> got you know murdered, somebody's laying dead in the street. But I mean, it was a sex scandal. It, it, uh, yeah, it happens, I guess. It's good because it's nice to get a little bit of comedy in this show yeah. with so much going on. Because we were writing at a mile a minute with so much going on in this show. Every single second is something. It's at scandal pace. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to get. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Like a breath of fresh air, and just even, especially with the scenes with Abby. And you know what's so funny? I couldn't say this last week during the preview, because I knew you would kill me. But you remember what I was saying how that one episode where Abby kind of started to show her, uh, her, her humor side, her comedy side? Well, this is what I wanted to say last week, but I couldn't. But Abby was really funny, and particularly with the congressman, you know, when he found when she found out that they were having sex on the table, she immediately hopped up off the table. And so I think this season we're going to get to see a lot of the sassiness that Abby, you know, has and that her character has. I mean, that's one of the things I noticed a lot about this particular episode, too, and hopefully that plays out throughout, throughout the whole season. We actually, I felt like, got to see everybody's personality a little mm-hmm. more as yeah. opposed to just Olivia and Fitz and Cyrus. It was like they're really paying attention to every single character and making sure their personality shines. Yeah, and Abby's a lot more opinionated just in this one <laughs> season. She has a lot to say. She's very opinionated mm-hmm. just in this one episode. So I know there's going to be more conflict yeah. with her and just some of the things that she dislikes because she was totally, she totally thought that Quinn was guilty. Yeah. 
which, which we'll talk, we'll talk about, about later. later. Yeah, but I think that um, part of it has to do, just in reference to what you're saying regarding Abby, is the fact that you have two main players who aren't in the scenario. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's no Steven and the fact there's no Quinn, arguably it's like children, right? right. Mm-hmm. So you're vying for the attention of the parent. <laughs> you take one of those those individuals out of the scenario, now you have more time. Yeah. So now you're either going to act really, really good to make the parent love you, or you're going to mouth off, and we already know her personality, and that's I think that's what point. she's doing. That's that's her role, and now she has to amplify it to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Steven yeah. was the buffer, because you mm-hmm. remember, Abby was always after Steven. She was always focused on him, who he was talking to, what he was doing, and now that Steven's gone, she really, like you said, she's like a child. She really doesn't have anything to do except attack the mom and you saw Abby even offer it said hey Olivia if you need somebody to talk to I'm available and Olivia shut her down but it's because but but even the way that Abby approached that situation, <laughs> she, I mean, she was still com- she was still kind of throwing rocks and having her hands. She's like, "Well, Steven's gone, so I guess yeah. you know I could you know be your your person you can talk to." Oh, she did all the necro. Yeah, too. well, she didn't do the ne- <laughs> she didn't do the necro, but that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, yeah, you know. But going back to Congressman Shaw, so we saw that um, obviously Olivia wanted her or wanted them to get an injunction, so the tape wouldn't be released. To what was the Capitol spill? Is that what it was called? Capitol Hill. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, you're right. Capitol spill. spill. You're right. That's Capitol nice spill. On words, exactly. but um, um, they didn't want to get released to the blog or whatever. And I like the way it turned out because that's what I love about the show. You can never figure out exactly how they're going to solve the problem. And the way she did it was she said after Harrison couldn't get the injunction, which I love those scenes where you get to see Harrison kind of do what he does. Because mm-hmm. I remember when the season season one started, I was complaining that we weren't seeing enough of what Harrison was doing. Like he was just there, and we saw it later on in the season. So it's nice that very first episode he gets to do exactly what he does. Um, but we saw that they couldn't get the injunction she basically said okay here's what we're going to do we're going to release the tape ourselves and then you can plug your political issues or your agenda and you know you can use this to where you get the friendly media outlets instead of the the negative outlet like because you know media takeout would be on and stuff like that (laughs) like like you know what i'm saying so she wanted to get all the positive stuff out so that it would be seen in a positive light and then i guess the capital spill basically couldn't do anything about it yeah and once again like the show it always plays off stuff that happens in mm-hmm. real life not necessarily political wise but if you look at the Kim Kardashian kind, the Ray J sex tape Kim Kardashian got in front of it now she's Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. with this Olivia was right get in front of it do what you want to do with the exposure but if you you know if you blow it then it's your own fault right mm-hmm. and one of the things I liked about this this particular story it was just enough because obviously the focus is who is Quinn, which we're going to get to in a second. But it was just enough, not too much, really simple storyline to keep it going while we really figure out who the hell was Quinn. Right, because we couldn't really handle much more. Yeah. Like after, after what we found out tonight, we could not handle anything dramatic. But I think that they always choose a story to show a message that always has to do with the overarching theme of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of privacy. Because the way that she went into him and, and said, I thought I told you to tell me everything. And legitimately so, a single man having sex with consenting adults is not anything illegal. And in his mind, it's not anything to be hidden, which is different than something being private. Right. And so I think that... 
again, with the whole duality of Fitz and Olivia and so many other things, there's always secrets. And the whole aspect of being a fixer is trying to hide secrets, but at the same time, tell her as a fixer. Mm-hmm. And so there's that, that dichotomy there that he's a man who values his privacy. He didn't think he did anything wrong, and they spend it properly because he got, not only did he get in front of it, he acted as a man who didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. because he was simply yeah. doing something that was legal. Mm, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I love we all agree. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, yeah, I would love to disagree, but fair enough. So, okay, yeah. now... Now we'll go on to, oh, the other storyline. And that's what I like. It's a lot of things in this show are very subtle. And I like how they do that, whether it's a, a quiet moment or this little hint about East Sudan, which we're going to talk about right now. And it really plays into what I was saying before the show started or the season started. We are at, obviously, in the middle of election year and or almost at the end of the election. And it's nice to have this political show and see how they address the issues. So we have this East Sudan story where obviously uh, Melly and Cyrus are trying to get the president to go to war so he can deal with the whole genocide and everything. And can I say something? All right. So were you guys surprised the first scene with Melly? She was pregnant. No, no, no. I wasn't surprised about the pregnancy, but Sophia was, I wasn't surprised. I was completely surprised. Melly, it, it didn't have anything her getting pregnant wasn't about her personal relationship with him mm-hmm. and if you notice Melly isn't about her personal relationship with him if it's about business and the presidency she's, she's gonna, gonna do, do it, it. Yeah. so I, when I saw her I was more upset like dang like you know I was she mad. grabbed my arm and she squeezed it really tight when she saw that Melly was pregnant I was and, like and part of it and no and I, I completely <laughs> did I had a visceral response and I think I completely agree with you Cornelia but what I thought was just given the fact there's always twists and turns I thought she wasn't going to be able to get pregnant Mm. it's never a good thing and we're going to talk about promises being made you know as it relates to uh, to who is Quinn but they basically went on national TV and said that she was currently pregnant Mm -hmm. so therefore you could only have two things happen she'd already obviously set the groundwork that there was a previous fake miscarriage or she gets pregnant Mm -hmm. right Playing that that fake miscarriage again, that just wouldn't read well. Seriously, something would would seem a little hooey. But I still thought somehow she wasn't actually going to be able to get pregnant. And then they would end up in a situation where what do you do now? Now, this is a question. Just want to hear what you guys think. Did you think that they were going to continue right where they left off from last season? Or were you expecting the... I was expecting a couple months in advance. A couple months in advance. And unfortunately, I found out the information that she was pregnant when I didn't want to hear. So I I knew it and there was like nothing I could do about it. Oh, you read so. a spoiler? No, I, someone told me. Oh, oh, got so. insiders. Okay. I mean, that, well, for all of you, for all of you well, gladiators but, out there, yeah. if you're not aware, we're in Los Angeles, California, yeah. and one of the the good things about being in Los Angeles is that we have several friends, yeah. as some as many of us are. We work in the entertainment industry, so oftentimes what happens is various studios get screeners of other studios' mm-hmm. shows, you know, as well as other media outlets, and so obviously you have friends who sometimes don't realize we're team no spoilers. Um, um, and they tell us things that we don't really want to hear. Yeah. And that's why we keep them secret for yeah. three weeks, which was very, very hard. Which I'm yeah. very happy. I didn't read any spoilers, <laughs> didn't get spoiled in any way, so I was very pleased with the episode. Um, but as far as this whole East Sudan thing and Melly, Melly in particular, Melly, Melly wants to have her voice heard. And that was really apparent in this episode. Obviously, even with the whole, at the beginning, America's baby, America's baby, I did this for political reasons. Like, it has nothing to do with their relationship but are we really surprised because there was a couple times in season one where 
when she had that opportunity for camera FaceTime, she said some things to, you know, to get behind the president. So I'm not really shocked that, you know, that she's more vocal. Are you talking about the whole Kimberly Mitchell situation? Um, I, um, I can't recall, but when they were sitting having the interview and yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't surprised by that at all because she she knows what she's doing like if she wants her voice to be heard she's gonna find a way to get it out there yeah I'm more surprised at the fact that she seemed to be taken aback when he finally went off on her as a woman who oversteps her boundaries especially in a position where your man is a power player you if you have the balls to overstep him and you know do something that he really isn't you know, down with then take you have you can't get shocked when he goes off on you like when she was like Ooh, I was like really? <laughs> you went you overstepped in the interview on national TV what did you expect I'm gonna I'm gonna take all the blows that I know are gonna come okay. I completely disagree with you no? I completely disagree what? with you and I disagree with you for several reasons first of which is. I think as a woman, it would be different if she was a different type of woman. She was a Harvard-educated lawyer, first in her class, and arguably, if you take gender out of the situation, she potentially should have been the one to be president. Mm. That's number one. Number two, as a woman and an intelligent woman, it would be different if Fitz only looked to his cabinet, if he only looked to Cyrus, and more importantly, didn't look to another woman that he was emotionally connected to. Mm. But it's not... Okay, go ahead. He talks to Olivia. Mm -hmm. So as a woman, if any woman is going to be in control who doesn't have an official title and their title is there by virtue of either being married to the person or having sex with them, and usually being married you should be having sex with the person, by him continuing to lean on Olivia... That has to get to her, not just as a woman, but as an independent, intelligent woman. That why is it that my voice can't be heard when obviously Olivia's voice is heard again and again and again? As well as the fact that she clearly states, you changed, I didn't. She has always been like this. She has always pushed him, similar to Cyrus, she has always pushed him to do what he didn't want to do in a way that was exactly how she did it. That's why none of us were surprised. We were surprised about his reaction, and I have to read the part that I was able to write down. No one elect elected you. Your opinion doesn't matter. You're ornamental, mm. not functional. Don't come into the Oval Office and use your brain because no one cares. That was harsh. <laughs> I wrote that, was that harsh. Same. I was like, I have to write that down. That oh. was harsh. <laughs> Seriously. So at the end of the day, and even that's why she goes, you still know how to hurt me or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Because normally he just brushes it off because he knows he needs her. And I think he does devalue her. Even she saved his election. She saved his presidency. She saved a potential for his legacy. She saved everything and basically has had to become a woman that she detests. And so her snide remarks is because she's not being authentic to who she is. She's being authentic for the sake of the country, but no aspect of her cute little chit-chat and banter and clothes. That's not who she is. She is actually more like Olivia, just the opposite side of the coin where Olivia is good and she is not. Damn it. I Sorry. wish I could just disagree with you <laughs> on that, but you do make a you make a great point. But again, that's just like when you're in a singing group. If you know who the lead singer is and you are hired as the backup singer, then 
you need to stick to your role. Yeah. Well, then she should never. True, but then take the baby away and get rid of your presidency on some real talk. When the spotlight shines, you can't. You can't elbow Beyonce. I'm Beyonce. I was thinking that's Michelle too. I was like Kelly in the background. Kelly, you are y'all the background singers. Beyonce's the lead. That's just the way it goes. And so you can't now all of a sudden because she's getting all the attention. You just can't change your mind. That's just how I feel. But you know. And I no I I. But you make a great point. Damn you. And everything you said is true, but. But Millie being the person who saved, you know, saved mm-hmm. the presidency and that's who she was. Okay. So when he went off on you, shut your mouth. Mm. Because <laughs> you knew you were you knew you were a pit bull in the room. You knew it was national TV and he couldn't really speak out against you on in public because then it'd be publicly disrespecting your wife but as soon as you stepped into that office with that sneaky little smile on her face and he went off on her be quiet. <laughs> say, you know what? You she can say you always know how to hurt me, but Millie knows how to hurt him too. So when she said that I was like, come on. Yeah. They really y'all hurt each other all the time. Sit down <laughs> and shut up. Shut your mouth. Because she was She over she overstepped. Like I I just didn't I didn't like I didn't like that. I didn't like the sneakiness. I don't like the sneakiness of her. I just don't. I love you guys. This is making I have had a long day. I've been working since six in the morning after buzz. These guys. Um, Did you guys before we go on really quick, you remember when um when he apologized, he said he was sorry and he's like, Do you want to come feel the baby? And he said that he didn't feel anything. Did you get any um foreshadowing? Yes. No, I thought she was just lying to get him to come over there because she's sneaky. Like, that's what oh, I thought. I was okay. like, she's lying. And <laughs> she was going to try to, you know, poke her stuff There ain't no baby. There's a pillow it, up there. <laughs> to make it down. I just, I took it to a sneaky level. Yeah. With her. But that is actually a brilliant point. I agree with you, but I never thought about that. And that is and you because have, Shonda Rhimes does that exact thing. And that's say, why we love watching the episodes again and again and again. So I was going to say, you have to look for those things. So that goes back to what uh, you and Sophie were saying when we were watching the season one back again with the whole uh, hand placed on Olivia's stomach in her apartment. An, I have another something that I, and it's so funny having, uh, you know, I hate to keep throwing this at you guys, but being that uh, Sophie and I have both watched the episode already, there were things that I noticed um, that I didn't notice watching it when we watched it a couple weeks ago, and I can't wait to talk about Quinn. Well, this is a show. This is a show you can't just go over one episode and watch it once. You have to watch it multiple yeah. times. Yeah. But before we even talk about Quinn, oh, Cyrus, what's up? One more no, thing about that. Me. If you notice, did you re- did you recall when Cyrus told Fitz that he left? He let like he has to keep Millie on, on her, her leash, leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but that's not in his job description. Yeah. That's not in his job description. But coming earlier last season. Olivia calls Cyrus a dog. Mm-hmm. So a dog recognizes a dog. Like mm-hmm. when he said that, it was like he understands who she is because he, he himself is that same kind of pit bull. So for him to tell the president, hold your wife's leash. Yeah. He, I mean, he's speaking because he knows what it, he knows. And I think he knows he can't control her because in the yeah. hallway, when they had that interaction, he basically was like, no, like he's not going to listen to either one of us back off. And she obviously didn't. And he told but, her, he told her, focus on the baby so, and Kimberly Mitchell. But I think that's exactly though. He he pushed her without realizing because again he was continuing to highlight basically like you're just a baby making factory again to a woman like she is that is literally a knife in her side. So she literally was like, I'm gonna show you. Mm-hmm. how I'm more than just a baby-making factory, and this is what we need to do as a country. This is what we need to do as a nation. And again, that's why I think they all were were making hints. Obviously, uh, 
because of the nature of the political party, that's their mm-hmm. MO. Mm-hmm. So they basically, his party is basically asking him to man up. But again, I think he, he exists in the middle. And I think that scene with Fitz when he was on the phone with Olivia is extremely important. I think it's important for multiple reasons. But again, it shows that he has a heart as a president and he thinks about things. I think people think he's naive. He's not naive. He thinks to himself that one genocide does not necessarily replace another. And at the end of the day, as a president in peacetime, that is a very nice place to be in to know that there are people who normally have to deal with death and destruction who are getting paid, presumably, to do peacekeeping measures. Can we talk can we speak a little bit about um olivia and fitz oh yeah i was going to i was going to say the scene i really loved it obviously the sweet moments in the show the scene when he was on the phone and they were doing the really cute you know um we can't talk hang up first and stuff like that no you hang up have you noticed have you noticed how her voice the tone of her voice changes when they're on the phone it's like Hello. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It's 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 a it's a deeper. But it is it is a deeper. Yeah. And it's very like, it's like their own little world. But I like the my favorite line in that whole interaction was when she said I hate or he said I hate you because it's like it's that moment where you're really into somebody like I hate you like I hate you and she was like I hate you too I hate you baby. Like, <laughs> and just think this whole time we're talking about it and watching it you forgot that he was a married man. Mm-hmm. You forget that this whole situation is dead wrong. Like you're like oh I wish they could you know meet and talk but mm, and they're literally talking about yes. the the <laughs> the show with him announcing that he's having a baby boy mm-hmm. with his wife but is also- not Olivia. But also remember in the conversation between Melly and uh, Fitz, she said, I know you miss her. Don't take it out on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, but, but I think, and, and, and I know we, we have to move on pretty quickly. I also think, though, the fact that they're now living in this new space where everyone is aware that I think is part of why there's tension. Before, both Fitz and Olivia thought that what they were doing was secret. And that now that they were no longer doing it, that secret was, you know, pushed under the rug and it was not to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Now, not only is the secret out within the inner circle, they now realize that one of the most important players, Melly, knew all along. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that now allows people, there's, there's no buffer. Yeah. So it's kind of like all, you know, I'm throwing my punches because I've been holding them back for two years. Well, obviously... Um the Fitz knew that Melanie knows because she said it, but do you think Olivia knows that? Of Melanie course she kno- does. the the last The last episode of the season, the way that she was like, "You messed up. Mm-hmm. You broke his heart. Mm-hmm. You left his heart open for that bright, shiny red apple to come in and do what she did." Oh. That's why she was like, "I'm going to need to take my husband back." Well, she definitely wasn't no bright, shiny compared to Olivia. But, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that means <laughs> that, that was the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. But, but uh, I think even that, though, I think even that upset Melly because again, this random little girl was able to potentially topple a nation. I think that's why I think she went so hard in Olivia. And let's just, for the record, I'm not Team Melly. <laughs> she scares me. She makes me say this. No, so joking. Joking. Very quickly, literally 30 seconds before we go to Who is Quinn, I want to talk about Steven because we cannot leave him out. Yeah. And, you know, briefly, they did address the whole Steven situation saying he quit. He got married to Georgia. He moved on, which is an important line because Olivia was telling Cyrus, you know, he moved on. I can do it too. So I couldn't just... Yeah. Pass over that. that was, yeah, that was great. But then, of course, she's not. She hasn't. Yeah, moved she, on. of course, she hasn't moved on. But that was, you know, and, and of course, Cyrus knows that as well. But it was great dialogue. Yeah, and it was nice that they didn't just because you know in some shows when they dismiss a character, they just pass over it like it's just supposed to go away. But I like how they addressed it and it was appropriate. So and also, 
it leaves room for him to come back. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. And while this is all happening, Olivia, she lost him and she lost her boyfriend. So I completely she, agree. Did you see at you know those different points where she just sat in sadness? Mm-hmm. She was sitting in sadness for the majority of this this situation, and it was you know it was kind of unfortunate to see because everybody that she talks to or that she can relate to is gone. But at least she was sitting in sadness in her office instead of in jail, like Quinn. So, because <laughs> this, I mean, obviously we were out in the loop because you guys had seen it, so we were definitely more shocked tonight than you guys were. But even so, I'm sure you guys were still shocked at the whole situation because who is Quinn? Quinn is, what's her name? Lindsay Dwyer? Is that her name? Dwyer. 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 <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like, obviously we knew this wasn't her real name and stuff, but the story... I remember we were watching the season one. We said it has to be something where it's not just like some cheesy story. Like it has to be something, you know, you predicted that maybe it was a Monica Lewinsky thing. I, told, I said, I don't know. Off. I forgot what you got. Did you guys say anything? We didn't say anything. Well, I did say something. Oh, and I'm I didn't still say mad. I said, if they try to make her a badass, you I right, will be yeah. mad. Uh-huh. So I am very mad. No, seriously, because at the end of the day, again, season one was all frenetic and chaotic and because of the whole Amanda Tanner situation Quinn was very vested right Quinn Lindsay I'm gonna call her Quinn so Quinn (laughs) was very vested right so presumably she was showing her true self even in so much as there were moments when she couldn't lie she was just not a good liar Mm -hmm. so her underlying personality didn't seem like someone who could to create a bomb that killed seven people. And again, I think that's why she was even saying, you guys, you, I can't even, you know, I can't even work the espresso machine. There's no way that I could have done this. And so I think that it's going to create a great season two because, again, that was the one that that still holds to me that it's obvious she didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Even though we actually don't know, right. I still hold firm. She's not a badass. I don't think so either. So were you guys happy with the storyline or what we know so far? You weren't happy, were you? Yes. I I would say that I was happy. Um, I do also have to say this. After watching um, this uh, season two premiere and g- looking at the DVD of, of her character and how she got the part and actually meeting Katie... She's grown. Her character has grown on me like a fungus. I must say, I don't really think of her as a chicken head anymore, <laughs> and I hate that I have to take that back. <laughs> what? I'm so happy he has to take that back. I, I almost head. want. I almost want to take it back after watching this episode and meeting her. So I, I just had to disclaim that she's her character has really grew on me. Okay, and what about you? I wasn't so like. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed because I knew we were going to go in it not really, like, still not knowing what happened. Um, but I thought it was going to be a totally different spin, like creating a bomb and her black. And now I, I was nowhere on that route. I was thinking she was more like Amanda Tanner because she kept trying to relate to her from you know, from personal experience so i was i was totally off but i'm not i'm not disappointed I, i'm still deciding how i feel about it i if they're going for shock factor it definitely shocked me and you know not only did the bomb go off and she killed her boyfriend it was what seven seven other people i think yeah. so it's like okay so but like you said i just don't picture her as this badass to build a bomb and i just don't i don't see it but 
we know how scandal is. We don't know the full picture yet. So as time goes on, and that's we have 13 episodes right now to get through it to see what happens. And I'm, I also think that there's just there's a lot that's not answered, and so. It kind, you know, like I think we said this uh, last week. You know, make sure you guys really pay attention to the first two or three minutes because it happened so quickly and it was so much said in such uh, such little time. It was like, okay, wait a minute. So she was with this guy, um, and then he cheated on her with another girl within a bomb. It was just like. But let's actually break it down just real okay. quick because this show does go at such scandal mm-hmm. pace. So just like you said, she was dating a guy. The guy cheated. She got mad. She got drunk, per her own words. She left a voicemail. She left a very frenzied voicemail. And at the end of it says, I am going to kill you. Two days after that voicemail, there's a bomb and seven people die, one of which being her boyfriend. She then is nowhere to be found because per her words, she goes back to her apartment. Someone says that the girl who lives in this apartment blew up seven people. She then goes to a hotel. She's in the hotel. She then says that she got knocked out. We obviously see a needle going into her neck and someone in all black. She then wakes up two days later in a hotel in Washington, D.C. About two days later, yeah. Two days later in a hotel in Washington, D.C. with full ID, passports, money, basically a whole new identity, walks out of that hotel and starts her new life. I just didn't I was not expecting that because we never knew how it happened we never knew who did it or whatever and um, even until the very end we still didn't know and I like how they went about that process and how Olivia throughout the whole episode had to keep this front like I don't know what happened or she knows something but she couldn't reveal it to everybody else and we saw how that created tension between the associates did you guys notice when she went to Huck and Huck said that um, the the video va- uh, surveillance was was not there, but he was checking into the building next door. Mm-hmm. Olivia did something that I noticed this time that I did not, not that I didn't notice uh, the first time. When when um, when she said something in regards to you know be sure you really look into that or something, she looked at him and then she and she uh, she slightly uh, tilted her head to the left, ah. and so that was a sign or a clue. That had to do strictly between Olivia and Huck. And as we know, they have a connection far deeper than we know so far. They go back a long ways based off of the, you know, what happened at the end. But just that subtle, the subtle look that she gave with the little tilt, that was a clue between the two of them. I completely agree because I didn't notice that. But I noticed that when he then, in fact, went to the hotel and he came out of the hotel and when he saw the camera for the bank, he swallowed hard. Hook is very composed. And for me to notice that, I literally was like, oh, he was having a moment like, oh, you're slipping, mm-hmm. right? Like, how could he have missed that camera, number one? But let's look at the time frame because this is, again, something I noticed watching it this time. It was two years ago. Two years ago was right around at the campaign. Right. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, the first time that we were introduced to, to Huck, he had been, you know, homeless, homeless. on the floor. Uh-huh. And, he had, and so presumably that was just when he got cleaned up. There has to be a coincidence between two years ago and the campaign. Like, let's be real. Like, that's two in terms of the timing for them to highlight. It was two years ago. And we know that they're two years into this election or into this candid- um, candidacy. That has to map up. And then I don't mean to make a prediction, but that's just something that I noticed. Yeah. But what I want to talk about, though, is the whole David thing because remember when I said last week remember I was saying how now that Steven's gone she's going to have a friend in David no I think not and I say yeah I I say yes because they have they have 
Go ahead. I was going to say there's no because after this episode, David, this now that we've seen how this episode ended, there is no way David is going to be on her ass to figure out how the hell she got the case. I completely agree with Emil yeah. for multiple reasons. I'm going to try to make it quick. First of all, mistake number one is the fact that they even had to go to court. Right. In season one, they say as gladiators, basically, if we have to go to court, we've already lost. And that's why even in the rape case, it was already into trial. But that's even one of the reasons she didn't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even her own gladiators, she lost the case. She absolutely lost the case. And more importantly, she didn't win in the court of public opinion. Mm. She didn't play either. She didn't play either. So at the end of the day, Quinn is going to walk out of potentially having killed seven people. And everyone knows it's a sham, let alone David. David knows she did it. And not only that, now his honor as a lawyer, his honor as a man. So the, the title, White Hat's Off, and she says, you, you wear your hat, I wear mine. In this one, I don't. I have to see where it plays out. But like, she's dishonorable. Like that—that that was dishonorable. Like there is no way, without further explanation, as it stands in this isolated episode. And it was disrespectful. Yeah. It was. A, it was very disrespectful. He tried the case for him. He said this was a career move. It could do a lot for him to know that he won the, you know, the case, and then to have it flipped. And he knew it was Olivia and he thought probably that they had a relationship, not even like buddy, buddy, but he, you know, we're cordial. We respect each other. Yeah, because he, she, he disrespect. Yeah. She disrespected yeah. him with yeah. that move. Well, it and was, I think she she made a deal with the devil. I don't know who the devil is. Yeah. But who that, she called. That, I totally agree. That with you. phone call. That's a whole nother. And the fact the way plot. that she tried to come into the courtroom that even added it because when she when he looked at her when the when the judge was speaking, her facial expression gave it all away. But then she should have just gone home or gone back to her office. But the fact that she had the audacity, that's why he had to say, no, before we were sparring partners during the day and drinking buddies at night. But now, like, all bets are off because he gave her the chance before they went to trial. That's why they did the kind of the flashback to six months ago. He gave her the opportunity to talk to him as if they were legitimately friends. But without that information, he said, well, then I'm going to have to try the case. And she basically said, well, go ahead. And I think it was really disheartening because, you know, we've grown to love Olivia, even though her flaws and, you know, she can't always trust her gut. But we've grown to love her because she always figures out how to do it. And even when Quinn, Lindsay, whatever you want to call her, no longer chicken head, former chicken head, um, Quinn, she was going to drop Olivia as her lawyer. And Olivia said, no, I always win. And I was so proud of her. I was like, yeah, Olivia, Olivia always has it. I knew she was going to figure out some way to do it, but I didn't think she was going to take the, the low road and... You know what I mean? Like, it was really, after we'd grown to love this character, it was hard for me to see her go to such a low place where she had to call somebody else and call in a favor to the point where it wasn't even believable that she won. Let's, let me be, I'm going to be on the other side. Quinn, uh, Quinn was getting ready to, she, they were, her deal was seven consecutive life sentences. She had to do anything. She had to, by any means necessary, she had to get that girl out of jail. But, 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 if there was no evidence and she couldn't figure out a way to do it legitimately, I have no sympathy for her for what's going to happen this season because she, there's, there's no way that Quinn won that case. And I'm still trying to figure out how she's going to obviously. Well, because, and this is the thing is, it, it's so much, but to me, whoever sent that bomb 
Olivia has to be connected to. The only reason she's so vested, and even David said, like, you basically have been killing yourself for this girl, right? She already had a scandal in season one, which was Amanda Tanner, that she was obviously too emotionally connected to. And what did she do? She didn't act like Olivia. She got emotionally vested. This time, it's Quinn right in her backyard, presumably. And Quinn herself says, you haven't been straight with me for six months. Why? Because Olivia's being norm- Olivia's normal self, right? Of, of being a fixer and not being, let's say, emotionally connected and just going through the motions. However, she slips up. She didn't just say, I'm going to win. She says, I promise you. Mm. What do they not do? God, they don't, you know, don't promise. So at the end of the sorry. Mm. Mm. So at the end of the day, that the minute she said that, I literally I cringe because I knew okay, she was gonna point. get her off, but mm. promises promise what? Like she there the evidence is there, like High five. And she had to get her off because Olivia, this was her doing. Exactly. She, whatever, Olivia, we can save this for predictions, but I think she, like you said, she is tied to the situation, the bomb situation. That's why she had to fix this probably to help someone else. And by helping someone else, she had to give her this new identity. But Olivia... Both sides. Olivia had to get her off. She did have to get her off. This was her her doing. This is the reason why I love doing this after show and talking to you guys because it helps me dissect the whole episode. When watching it, so much to to interpret and comprehend at one time. So, you know, at the final reveal at the end, we see that Olivia and Huck were the people who gave her identity. I didn't really process it first. Okay, so why were they helping her? And you guys reminded me, they've been involved from the very beginning with something else to even before even this whole Quinn thing happened when she was still Lindsay Dwyer. So... Because <sighs> they had no reason to help, right. help Quinn. Her. Why would you help a random... Unless they were cleaning up a situation for somebody and, else or for something and, else. And we said it. We said it in season one. We said it in season one, there's no way... That basically Olivia didn't know, and if right. Olivia, and if Olivia knew, of all people, Huck would know. Because at the end of the day, who has that type of power to erase some? No, but seriously, we said it. We didn't even realize. We said, oh, it had to be, have been Huck. In the same way that Harrison turns to Huck when he's talking about potentially someone erasing her, her, um, or, you know, um, you know, creating a new identity, and he basically looked to Huck and was like, oh, sorry, Huck, because he basically was saying like, only someone like you. Mm-hmm. No, but again, was- only someone yeah. like Huck. Yeah. Could have created what he created, and there was also another Huck clue when um, when um, when Abby uh, Abby Harrison and um, and Huck was in there, and they were asking some kind of question, and in regards to Olivia and Huck, in so many words, he actually defended Olivia, and that was another clue where he had Olivia's back. So that was a harder one because yeah, he's yeah. always had her back. Yeah. And yeah. to that one, what that means to but me, it, but it's his, it, but it's his, it's um, it's his facial expressions that that I agree with that tells like I you can say what you want to you two can say what you want to say about Olivia but I got her back shut up and what to me what that says is Huck's known her longer than exactly. the time when she saw him on the I street yeah. completely agree. that relationship runs super deep deeper than anybody else in this situation maybe besides Steve Steven everybody else you know they all came in at around the same time but for Huck to have that much trust in her and to know her better than everyone else knows her I'm assuming that Huck's been dealing and working with Olivia since she was in the White House and maybe before that I think and I and I actually think before that because the White House only goes back two years right so that goes back to where we met him as a homeless guy mm-hmm. but to me I think they knew each other before but you know, but you know and also with the other characters she bailed them out of something and then that's how they became a part of the team with Huck there's no telling the connection that the two of those have 
Yeah. The yeah, two of them have. Yeah. On a lighter note, though, I really love how they're incorporating the whole comedy thing in this season because with the whole Abby, I, I just, I, I've loved Abby from the beginning, but when they were trying to figure out how, um, how Quinn or this fake identity or like, oh, Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, like, <laughs> like little things like that is little bits of humor that you need in this type of show because it's so complex and so deep. But I don't know if you guys teared up. I teared up at the weirdest moment. It was when, shut up. It was when, <laughs> it was when uh, Harrison and Quinn. That actually isn't a funny moment. That would but, I teared up. That was Harrison it. and Quinn were sitting at the table, and it goes back to the very first episode of season one. Where we all fell in love, and he said, "You know what are we? We're gladiators in suits." And it was a sad moment because at that point there was no way out. Yeah. He he basically saw that they were going to lose because they were going to lose and Olivia took the low road and went But also I I think let's just stay there for a quick second yeah. because not only did he say, you know, we're gladiators in a suit, he's like, you know, I'm going to make you say it because I think he was really trying to as much as he could boost her morale in that moment because she asked him like you don't believe this do you and he's like it doesn't matter and what convince I believe himself well I mean that's a, you can see yeah. it by his body language like he he doesn't know what to think and I think the problem is I think he knows she didn't do it but this is even way too complex for him so he's thinking well she could have and that's the problem and that's why things are tricky because everyone can do something even if it is simply that you're drunk no one knows right. whether or not she did it or not if we really even though i'm saying she's not a badass but that goes i forgot did we even talk about the tape the tape she was really right. aggressive on yeah. that tape to the point where in the you get what i'm saying though yes completely in in the public opinion in the of jury course. if they heard that tape and then looking at the the aftermath two because, days later right yeah. then obviously you assume if there's no counter evidence that she did it that, but that up? video wouldn't tell me that she did it have you ever pissed off a woman and mm. she left a message on your oh, man but yes but not if then you turn up dead two days later right. i know but I i'm think, just yeah and but i think that's why this show is amazing because again everyone has secrets right and so it shows even and again and that's why i'm saying again the congressman story is so important everyone has a skeleton that if another situation or if another scandal comes to play then every other little tiny misstep potentially that you've made is now going to be blown out of proportion so again season one with not only the madam obviously those are illegal transactions but that had a potential to blow up in everyone's face the pilot being a former alcoholic but she had been sober for 20 years that was now going to come to play same thing everyone can find a time where you said something right. that spun the right or wrong way it totally depends on how th the outcome yeah. depending upon the spin yeah well, and, and that's just that? thought of another thing like i said i think olivia saved quinn for a reason but she also olivia she can fix problems and get rid of quinn without having to help her she helped right. quinn so i don't know not only do i think that this situation was tied to a situation that she may have been dealing with but there was a reason why she felt like okay let me not just push this girl off push her somewhere where she can help herself but I'm going to help her and then give her a job working with me yeah that alone says something and so another interesting thing is when with um when Quinn and Olivia was having a conversation and she was like you know you haven't been honest with me um you know I've, you won't give me answers well, now that we look back, she can't give her anything because she's so tied to her and Quinn has no clue that Olivia is behind this whole ordeal of her right. new identity. So 
Olivia had to play the tough girl and say, well, I forgot whatever she said, but she had to play that because there's so much stuff that's involved with Olivia that Quinn has no clue about. She has no clue that Olivia is the is the reason that she's in this whole ordeal. Well, one of the things I want to highlight, which we can't forget, is Olivia has basically betrayed everybody in her office, all her yeah. associates, at the end of or episode Except seven. Except for Huck. Well, no, but I'm saying Huck. except and for Huck. I might obviously. have did portray Huck by allowing him to come off his mm-hmm. leash. So exactly. She did have a moment where she put him in this position that she shouldn't have done. Right. Exactly. But as far as the other associates go, in episode seven, once they came there and they found out that Quinn wasn't who she was, she betrayed their trust. But also, when she went and did what she did in this episode and made that phone call that obviously was not legit and got Quinn off, Lindsay Quinn off the case, and it's closed. Abby being Abby was going to be bold and say like listen mom you're going to tell me what happened like what's going on because you know something we don't know you know what I mean so I I feel like I just want to see how that dynamic turns out because with Abby Abby being so bold I can see how she can influence the other other associates whether it be Columbus not Columbus Harrison (laughs) no I think about who's left is it just Harrison, Harrison Hawk and Huck. Abby. Yeah, that's it. And then Quinn obviously and is coming back. coming back. This is the only thing that I also have to say that when I was watching it. The only thing I didn't like, and they'll maybe explain it, why didn't Quinn at least change her hair color and cut her hair? Mm. Yeah, nobody noticed you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we've been was, talking that before. It it's days. like at least no serious. And but not just that, though. You know that you're basically the primary person of interest for... A seven seven person murder, right? You wake up with this new identity. It it and it could just be I don't know, a little error. I don't know what it is, but literally I would have felt a little bit better even if there was a pair of scissors, hair dye left for her, something because just just change she it seems as if she was literally the same person. Just dyeing and cutting your hair makes a big difference. Another she never questioned. She just grabbed it and she just went on into this and whole new life. Outside. And just walked outside. I think outside. she's in shock. That I that I understand. And the only reason I understand that is because I think she's still in shock. Or nobody saw you. If if they said it was a terrorist, they assumed she was linked to terrorism or yada yada yada. You went to D.C. If you right. blow up a building, seven people, and you go to D.C., somebody's going to notice you. And that's the thing somebody. I don't think we realize because, because when they... I don't know if this was like an error with the writers or whatever, but the way they did it was, you know, this happened and she kind of just fled. So, yes, she could have fled before the media, like, saw her, but there's pictures inside the house. I'm sure there's pictures on his phone. Like, there's probably videos. And was there? Let's hmm. think who we're dealing with. And I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. So with, with social no, media, no, no, though. No, 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 no. Let's think who we're dealing with. And again, I think that this entire season, and, and um, I think it was boy underscore Marvel is the one we were having a Twitter conversation Technically, season one was not about who is Quinn. It wasn't. No, it wasn't at it was all. Not. Season two, two is, gonna is going to be all about who is Quinn. Quinn. Because other than her name and what she was convicted of, we know absolutely nothing about her. And obviously, just like Cornelia said, Olivia brought her into her house. For Olivia, Pope and Associates is her house. She brought her into her house. It is obviously something that is intimately connected with who she is. And I still contend it has to do something to do with either the presidency or... Th- that time frame is just too crisscross for me. It's mm-hmm. too crisscrossed. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. I still think there's a way that you could find some type of picture or something. Yeah, that to me, just that's with still, social media. E- e- well, I mean, but Huck is good. That's still up for grabs because you have high school yearbook. You can't cancel out every picture in a yearbook. Friends. What about house. the? What about his friends? Like. 
Because they knew her name. That's the only thing I'm confused about. How are they going to explain, if they'll explain it, how she just two days, not six months, two days after it happened, she moved to another place in the same country and started living her life, got a job. Nobody knows anything. but, but But also remember, Quinn said she woke up about two days later she didn't say two days she said she said she said about two days later and so and i was thinking to myself how does one know that you've been asleep for two days like you don't have a phone you don't have like how do you know that you've been asleep for two days well i mean she could look at the calendar she can't look at the calendar she could look the only thing is and and then i think um we should we should wrap it up is because we were this is good (laughs) we We We, will continue this on twitter but the only thing is people still live in their own bubble and at the end of the day, in the same way, even with social media, things can be spun in every which way direction. And unless it's important to you, it's not important to you. So seven people being bombed, if it's not relevant to your life, it's not relevant to your life. Especially, I mean, I lived in the nation's capital for about 10 years. Sometimes other news isn't your news because it's not important. You're so wrapped up in politics and potentially New York and, and international affairs. But And that's the only thing I didn't catch. Just I just can't remember where she was before and let's make it somewhere that wasn't that important it's not going to be on the radar of people in the nation's capital yeah that's just the only talking out of both sides of and and one other thing that i mentioned but you did a good point is about was quinn really a lawyer that's the that was the question and a lot of people online have been asking because them and sophia brought up She didn't act as a lawyer. She was. Oh wait, no, no, I did not say that. Just I said that. Yeah, Bam said that. She was asking questions and and tell her what. Tell her what she said. What 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 happened is when when Harrison and Quinn were having their little conversation about before you know um, we're gladiators and Sue said, he said you know you're gonna be um you're gonna be found guilty and then you know we're gonna appeal and you and he says you know um you know how you know what we do or you know how we do, and just the look on her face it could be because she's in a state of shock of what's going on, but. Do she really know what the process is? Is she really a lawyer? And so that's a question that a lot of people are asking. But then, you know, Dr. Olivia Jr. over here (laughs) gave um, from a lawyer's perspective, she made she made a good point. As the resident attorney who spent way too much money on school, attorneys aren't Google. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know everything. They know their special area. And more importantly, I think this is actually um, analogous to Olivia Pope and Associates. For the most part, what we're taught to do is we're taught how to think. And we're thought, taught how to reason through a problem. That's the first part. So if she's not a criminal attorney or not trained in that realm, I have absolutely no idea. It would literally be like asking a podiatrist to perform brain surgery. It's literally that night and day. That's the first thing. Number two, when you're involved, similar to a doctor should never you know, um, conduct surgery on a a close family member. And they've always said like a lawyer who represents themselves has a fool for a client. It's too closely connected, Mm -hmm. right? So simply because she's naive, she's still 28, but there are still moments in season one when she basically comes toe to toe with Olivia. It shows she's an attorney that when she feels that her gut is right, she's willing to step up with Olivia, right? Mm Because she's more like Olivia in a non-law firm setting than a law firm attorney, number one. Number two, again, in the room when she assesses her odds and she decides she doesn't want to die so she's going to take a plea deal that moment was intense that is a lawyer that is a lawyer realizing regardless of emotion i don't want to die so i have to take the best deal that i can take kick rocks and that's basically what she said to olivia so tons of people said that as well as the fact that 
of any backstory for a new identity, that's one of the hardest things to fake. So let's say she wasn't a lawyer in her previous life, and now all of a sudden she's going to pretend to be a lawyer in two days. I find that hard to believe unless that was actually, in fact, her background. I do. And a part of me, I, I totally agree. But if you if you go back and watch the episode, when she woke up and saw all of the stuff on the nightstand, there was a college degree certificate right above the driver's license. There was a degree certificate. I didn't catch that. So if you can, fa- like you can fabricate all this stuff, you can fabricate her a job at a law firm, too. Olivia, Olivia but then got her but then, how did, but then how did she, though, actually do her job as a lawyer? She um, clerical I work. Know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she was an associate. Remember when they did yeah. her background, and yeah. that's where she came from. She was an associate, and that's Anybody. when when she met with Harrison in the bar. She was an associate. She had a great cushy job in the nation's capital. Like that's very hard to fake. Yes, I know there are other TV shows where people pretend to be lawyers, but it's not an easy thing to do, especially given the backstory that we know of her. So I think mm-hmm. that is the one thread that goes through. But we are definitely, we, even when we talk at scandal pace, I do think that we need to move on unless you guys want to stay yeah. on this. It's up and, to you. And it's very hard I'm, to, it's hard to, um, to have so much we you know we're running out of time. I know we got to get to news and gossip. Yeah, so. but again, yeah. we'll we're we'll continue tell the you conversation. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Twitter, let's go to news and gossip. Mm-hmm. After Buzz yeah. TV news. So we don't really have a lot of news, but <laughs> oh, we do have a lot of news, though. I mean, I'm just gonna actually jump um, back to something that you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Also, one of the things about iTunes that is really awesome is they have an app that you can download on to basically every medium. So my hint to a lot of you gladiators is actually iTunes is the best way to listen to us while you're at work because no one knows what you're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. Or in the car, on the metro, on the tube, working out. It's just, it's literally because just like we're saying, I like to listen to things again and again just because of the nitty gritty. So I think that's one of the most amazing aspects of the iTunes podcast. Again, I I love watching on YouTube because I love to see how animated we are, but iTunes is great, especially for listening while at work. (laughs) And make sure you rate and comment because even if you do listen... Rating and commenting is what gets us noticed. But Very um, much so. we want to talk about Twitter, though. We do. And I mean, I think that, uh, you know, many of you um, uh, today during the the broadcast, whatever time zone you were on, you were participating in Tweetapalooza that ABC had. And I'm just letting y'all know, obviously, Gladiators started that first. Um, and last week, we shouted out Gladiators. And this week, we're going to shout out some more because we just love you guys and we love that you watch. And, you know, tell a friend and tell a friend and go on iTunes yes. and rate. So I'm going to try to do this at Scandal pace and then I'm going to pass it on to my gladiators if I miss anyone. So I'm not even going to do the at because it's redundant. So socialfly2282 Miley1976 also known as Mandy Gladiator Lee. I love how that sounds. Karen knows best. She's a gladiator from uh, the UK. Joyful Girl 326 I'm getting a note and I can't really tell what it says. Um, <laughs> um, tweet Tweet T22, Scandal Whipped, love it, Neo Scandal, KCON Group, and actually KCON Group, tweet her, she has an absolutely amazing article, not just about Twitter, but basically about the Twittersphere regarding Scandal, uh, Lovable Nikki, Beautiful Mind 17, Gladiator Carly, Lovely Lady of 12, Boy underscore Marvel, he was the one who mentioned that basically all of season two will be who is Quinn. F-A-K underscore. That's a gladiator from the Ivory Coast. Ooh. I think I got everyone. And as you know, oh my God, no, oh, the absolute. Diggles. We have AP Diggles. I have one. I had everybody else. Oh, yeah. Okay, AP Diggles. Oh, yes, how did I mention that? Scandal 411. And of course, we can't forget. Yes. ABC Scandal fans, Gladiator and Suits, our number one fan. Um, 
yeah, like, um, and also too, scandal has been trending. Mm-hmm. Scandal has been tw- I've I've been periodically checking, and I I bet it's still trending now. Scandal is trending. But I you, want Olitz to trend. Yeah, I was gonna say last week you came up with Olitz. Oh, I did so, not come up with oh, it. You didn't come oh, up with I did not oh. come up with it. Oh, my bad. No, I can't take credit for that at all. That okay. is that has been going on the blog sphere all summer. Gotcha. All okay. summer. All right. One of the things that you guys get a chance to do is the whole ask scandal thing, which I think we miss out on just because we're trying to take notes. So I kind of one day, maybe one day, want to participate in the whole ass scandal, but I don't know if we can just because we have to take notes. Maybe we can watch it early, possibly. We'll, just... we'll, we'll figure it out. You guys jump on iTunes and tell us what you would prefer. Would you prefer for us to live tweet with you guys, at least those of you that are on the West Coast, or would you kind of like us to spend more time, you know, kind of getting into the nitty gritty of the episode? So jump on iTunes and, and tell us uh, which one you guys would prefer. And don't forget, we're still giving away this DVD, so stay tuned. Watch us every week and listen to um, to make sure you find out when we reveal how you can win that DVD. But um, I think we're going to go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, not even, I don't know if this isn't prediction. This is just a matter of what I saw in the preview episode. We see they're bringing the church into a next episode. Like, and it kind of, at first, before I knew the scandal, I thought it was going to be like an Eddie Long type vibe. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what I thought it was gonna go there. Go no, but I think that. I, but I know. But I, I think that's legitimate because one of the things. Just jumping back really quick. When we were at the Paley Center during the panel, a lot of you guys saw the live stream that you can watch again and again. Shonda Rhimes, I think, is so astute, and I think that she, at her core, is a storyteller. And I think that there are actually are new no store new stories. No, seriously, there are just stories that are retold in a, in a different way. And so I think that's why, even though she's so many episodes ahead, it seems so on point with current affairs. Because even if you think about East Sudan, I'm not going to mention what that's like that's going on now, but think about the region, go on Google, and there's something going on that it seems so timely. Mm -hmm. So I agree that I think that we, we don't really know yet, but I think there are going to be some underpinnings because what are major scandals? Major scandals are people who are held to high esteem who fall for grace, mm-hmm. pun intended. Okay. Like Prince Harry, is he going to be in this episode? Mm. Yeah. If, if, the, if the pastor has on a tight body shirt with <laughs> a tango to the back, then you know it's referencing the Eddie situation. Uh, my prediction is... I predict that, like I said before, I already said my prediction. I think Olivia has a lot more to do with this Quinn situation than we really think. And I don't think it's going to come out until maybe the end of the season or be a cliffhanger to season three because she's too invested in this girl. She, There's no way Olivia invests in people unless she really has to or mm-hmm. there's a reason to. So I think that's going to come out later, though. I think we're going to, obviously, now that David's character is, um, he's a regular cast member now, mm-hmm. he's going to go after Olivia like she's never been gone after before. And I think we're going to see that throughout the season. He's going to get he's going to get to her and then he's going to take a couple steps and then he's going to come back. He's uh, we're going to see we're going to see their relationship go up and down. Mm-hmm. And and of course, just find out who the hell did Olivia call? 
That's the that's most. It right that's the most important thing I want to know is who is she on the phone with? She said it's been a long time since we quickly, spoke last. Quickly before you go, I was gonna say at first I was thinking, oh maybe she called the president. But she that's she said, oh no, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh okay, go ahead. Yeah, and the way that she said it's me, yeah. Olivia. Usually when you say it's me, that's a that's a certain level of connection. Granted, she did also then say Olivia, mm-hmm. but again just to repeat, she said it's been a long time. Yeah. And but. also I'm interested to see what is Quinn gonna do now? She's free. But is she going to go back to a Pope and Associates? Will she go? I, I think so. But will she now try no to... No one dis- else is going to hire her. Yeah. Yeah. Will, she now, will she now also go after Olivia or just to find out, you know, how she was saved or how she will she go back and find out, you know, who was the, pe- who was the guy, you know, she who injected to. her? She she's going to. Start, she's gonna she's gonna have to start searching for that. It's all going to blow up and I cannot wait for the scandal. Um, but where can we find you, Sophia? At Sophia Stanley on Twitter and that's with an F. So S-O-F-I-A Stanley. On Twitter, Bam Erickson, B A M M E R I C S E N. I'm at Canelia, and you can add me on oh, Facebook. Oh, K E N N E L I A. I'm the only one. That's right, because <laughs> iTunes, baby. <laughs> and at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. Guys, we love doing this every week, and we cannot wait to see you next Thursday, same time, same place. Uh, yeah, we love yeah. you, Gladiators. So, uh, see you next time. White hats off. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.